Hello, everyone. This is Tracy Malone from NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have been a victim of narcissistic abuse, you probably have some fears going on. Fears of the future, fears of will this happen again, fear of how will I survive. Fear drives trauma. And until we learn to control fear and understand it and face the fear, we often get stuck and unable to move forward. To me, fear is one of the core of the recovery pieces that we need to handle and understand. Because if we don't get the fear, we don't understand when it's coming, we don't understand why we're being triggered, how are we going to heal? So today I've got a very special guest, Robin Joy Myers. She's a molecular genesist and a fear strategist. She's a TED talker and a best-selling author. She has the answers for us today. So let's talk with Robin and see if you can help untangle some of the fear. And if you hang on to the end of the video, pretty sure she's got a gift for you. And I've got some fear worksheets that I'm going to offer you a link to. We'll put them down below, but um, stay to the end of the video because she's pretty powerful and super smart. So without any further ado, let's get started and welcome Robin. Welcome, thank you for joining me, Robin. Thank you for having me, Tracy. I am so excited. And yet, today we're talking about fear. And I was a little nervous about talking to you. I had fear because you are a fear strategist. And I was <laughs> like, How do you talk about fear with a fear strategist? So will you explain to my audience what is a fear strategist? I'd be happy to. And it's so funny because so many people, I've had so many pros and cons of people saying, why are you calling yourself a fear strategist? You know, because I've been obviously life coach and transformational coach and mindset coach. And um, I call myself a fear strategist because I want people, first of all, I strategize with you, right? I use my science background to really move people through life's challenges and transitions. So, but fear is so real. And I think, you know, society has made us like stop in our tracks to kind of inhale and not breathe. And so it stops us. And I want people to think like, mm, it's telling us something, but as we'll talk about, there's science to fear. And so I want to strategize with everyone to say, no, you can breathe, <laughs> like recognize it and breathe through it, but let's get the strategies to breathe through it. So instead of like stopping in your tracks, let's change the whole conversation to realize that it's actually a really good thing because it's telling you to do something. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's our, our like internal warning system, if you would, our intuition in many cases. Um, yeah. and, and people who have been through narcissistic abuse have so much fear. They have the fear of the unknown, the fear of the future, the fear of, will I be able to survive? What's going to happen to my children? What have I done to my children? Oh no. You know, there's so much that, that puts them on the fear wagon. And, um, I teach groups here and uh, the, the first lesson is always fear. I'm like, we need to get this under control. You need to be able to regulate it, identify it, know when it's happening and then be able to move on from there, right? And that's the biggest thing, right? Is that we, you have to identify it to move on, right? We can't kind of patch it and skip over it. And that's where I think people sometimes, I don't wanna say make a mistake, but they don't realize that you do have to identify it. You have to let it happen, understand it, and then say, oh, okay, now I know what it means. I get it, exactly. So um, 
what, what I want to start with, let's talk about the science of fear, because okay. not many people talk about the science of fear. And um, you're a scientist and a fear strategist. So uh, the combination is fascinating to me, and I, and I love your work. So if you would explain the science of fear to people, that would really help. Yeah, let's do it. So um, instead of just saying, you know, feel the fear and do it anyways, and, you know, those are all great sayings, but the science of fear goes like this. <laughs> let's try and do this as quickly as we can. So for the fear response to happen, right, for something to happen and you to inhale and decide what am I going to do with this, five areas of your brain actually light up. Think of a light bulb going off for the reaction to even get to the, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's the amygdala, the thalamus, the hypothalamus, the hippocampus, and the sensory cortex. Here's the really interesting part. The amygdala, which is you know kind of back behind the eyes, which is like the size of your pinky nail, actually stores the imprints of fear, stores imprints of every reaction from in utero all throughout your life until frankly you die. So if you think of those imprints like as a stamp, right? Every single reaction that happens is another stamp, like on a timeline. And if you can only imagine <laughs> pre-birth, I mean, that's pretty large, right? Like wrap yourself around football fields many, many times. But here's the catch. Until really age seven, they say seven to nine, like kids don't even begin to have their own like processes start happening. So all those imprints are imposed by parents and caregivers and grandparents and siblings. So very often what happens later in life, like we carry those bottled up in our subconscious that we don't really even realize what they are. So it could be a relationship later in life. It could be a job later in life. It could just be a reaction with a friend having a conversation and something goes off. And it's like, why, where, how, what is this about? So that's all about understanding what that, like backing up to the self-discovery journey, like what is it telling me and understanding, like getting through that. And then, and then deciding whether or not, you know, is the imprint serving me now? If it is good, keep it. And if it's not, like for me, you know, hiding was my MO, to me, it was my protection. Well, hiding as a 56 year old is not really gonna be good for me. So, you know, you gotta let those things go and move forward. And very often with a narcissistic relationship, there's a lot of guilt with that, right? You have guilt and, you know, shame. am I doing the right thing? Is it, am I, and shame and all of that. So I always like to break down the fear into forgive, emerge, accept, and resolve. And the forgiveness really is for you. It's for you to forgive yourself to say, I'm letting go of those imprints that aren't serving me. I had no control of what that was back then. And so, I gotta let it go. Mm -hmm. I know. I tell people that that the the understanding it and then the the process of letting go because you know there's so many people that come into this like I'm gonna heal world and and put the affirmation let it go on a post it on right. their mirror and they're like it's not working it's not working so so how does someone let go of these 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 imprints of all the things especially if they happened before you were seven, you don't even know they're there. How do you, you touch into them and, and then go, all right, I identified it. How, how's that work? 
So it's, it's a process, right? It's a process of really getting to know who you are and trusting in who you are. So it begins that self-discovery journey. Um, I teach my clients, you know, that five minute morning routine. It has to start with really, you have to fall in love with you and know what your boundaries are and what you love about yourself. Cause that's the number one relationship that's going to last you for the lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so by knowing what your likes are, what your dislikes are, and being able to recognize what those imprints were, and then making that conscious choice, right? Because that's stuck in the subconscious. So make that conscious choice if I'm going to let it go or keep it. And then there's, it brings in the science of neuroplasticity, which is patterns and behavior. So if it's a bad pattern, you know, that becomes a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Now we have the ability, um, our brain, which is brilliant has the ability to change those patterns. Again, though, it takes a lot of time because our brain, as smart as it is, will send the warning signal the wrong direction, though. It'll be like, you're okay. You know, you, you've been okay so far, like nothing major is wrong. And you're so used to doing it this way. Why change now? So you have to very gently remind yourself that you're okay where you are in making these changes and get comfortable being really uncomfortable. And that's why you see like a 21 day challenge, which is like a minimum for basically you're rewiring the circuit board to say, no, I'm gonna sit and take a deep breath and realize like this doesn't feel really good or normal, but I'm gonna hang on and get through the change. So I know people struggle. I mean, we all have fears, right? We, we all go into fear mode and things happen, triggers happen and bang, we're there. Um, but for the audience that's listening today, I know many of them have not tapped into what it feels like when they feel fear. So if they're sitting there and, and a fear trigger happens, like how do you tell them to monitor their body. I mean, this is probably where you're going, maybe not, but I tell them to, you know, where do you feel it? Is it sometimes yeah. it, it chokes your chest? Sometimes it, it's a pit in your stomach, a hair on the back of your neck. How do they identify these as triggers so that they can then go, okay, well, now the hair's standing up on my neck. What do I do now? Right? How's right. That- Absolutely. With what you're saying, I totally agree 110%. So it is, it's that uncomfortable feeling and people don't like to say I have fears, but when you doubt yourself, when you start talking negative to yourself, when you're questioning, am I good enough or should I do this or, oh, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, you start putting things off or you're just not, you're just not putting yourself first or feeling like you owe it to yourself to do it, right? There's I don't like to use the word excuse, but you're, you're just compromising a decision because of, right? So it's kind of like you're saying the but, or I should have, or I could have, but I'm not going to do it now sort of thing. But it is, it's tuning into your body. And very often when you start tuning in and you start, I call it almost like a diet. So like for even five days, like just start watching where you're feeling it and you'll start seeing patterns happening, right? So are you catching your breath? Like, do you feel like you're choking or very often does it affect your stomach like is your stomach totally uncomfortable you know do you have to run are you not eating well you will feel it is your heart like you feel it in your heart very often you'll feel you know in relationship times like in that chakra you will feel like it's sore your heart is sore so 
just start really tuning in. And the more you feel the triggers, right? It's more of the like, okay, this is where I've got to stop, breathe, pause, and kind of reset. It's not necessarily like I'm going to make it go away immediately. It's just I'm understanding where it's coming from and how I'm going to get through it. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Because again, it's, it's, it's confirmation of what I'm telling people is good, but it is, it is what everyone is concerned about because fear drives so much of the pain and so much of the depression. And I think if we manage to see this trigger in, oh, this is a fear. Oh, and it's almost like putting it in a box to me. Okay, it's a fear. I understand it. I'm looking at it. I know how I'm feeling it in my body. I know how I'm feeling and, and I've identified, okay, this is the feeling. What, what am I afraid of? What, what am I worried about? What's going on here? Really like diagnose yourself, lay on the bed for five minutes and just be like scanning. Where, where, yeah. where, how do I do with this? Is that and, and, and really, unless like the, there's a true, true emergency, house is on fire, you know, unfortunately dog ran away or, you know, kid fell down. You have that five minutes to just totally stop and pause. Like if someone needs to find you, you know, they'll find you, but um, it is. And I, here's a good visual actually to think about it. Like, first of all, change the conversation of it's, it's stopping me into like, it doesn't have to stop me, right? Like, so switch the, the language you're telling yourself, but almost think of it like you're in the driver's seat and it's sitting in the passenger seat and it wants to touch the radio and you're just going to say, I'm in control. So hands off, the radio's mine. Like you sit there right now, I want the radio. Nice. That's a really good analogy. Um, it, it, it brings in thoughts of the inner child and talking to our inner child right. you know, and just being like, you be a good girl now. I'm not going to listen to that fear. I'm moving on and having my day. So um, it, it reminds me very much of that. So how does someone master these fears? We, we talked about putting it on pause right there. Boom. Let's, let's analyze what happens after that. You know what? The more you get in tune with yourself, the more you can set up your boundaries and your balance and all of that sort of stuff. And that's when you start establishing what I call your non-negotiables. You can call them your golden rules, but what are those hardcore non-negotiables that you won't give on? And that's when you start bringing in the new relationships, the new conversations. That's how you master it. Because then you start, it really truly comes down to total trust in those decisions that you're making for you. Mm -hmm. And with that trust is loyalty to yourself. You know, that relationship with you needs trust and loyalty for you. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. I, I remember reading in a fear book a long time ago, um, almost that, again, fears our intuition, but I, I believe the analogy was, there's a difference between being afraid of going in the water because there might be a shark and the shark actually biting you like so like something as you just said a second ago which is what triggered me to go oh wait this is this is close to it right mm -hmm. if something is happening imminent danger your building's on fire you, you can't fire find your child at the mall there's a panic in that is that the same kind of fear that we're talking about? Because like, you can't just go, oh, let me put it on pause for a second. My kid's missing. No, I got to get out of the burning house. <laughs> it's a different thing, right? 
very different. It's very different. So that's like true fight or flight, right? That's true. I've, I've got to handle something. That is the emergency. And that's where the more you can really tune into yourself, you can make those split decisions, mm -hmm. right? So that is the true fight or flight. I can't find my kid in the mall and oh my God, right? I panic and for good reason um, versus... I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking actually, but versus them all <laughs> because there's scary people there. Right? Yeah. Versus, you know, should I do this because um, I don't know if I'm good enough? Well, let, let's break that down. You know, somewhere in your childhood, someone might've said you're, you're not good enough. Or someone might've said, you know what, you should just sit down and be quiet. And that's where that trigger is coming from. And that's what needs to get unpacked because that's just your self-esteem and your self-worth you know, those are all those imprints that someone could have just in one instance say to you, sit down and be quiet, that just layered on that you never processed. And it's amazing that that one little instance could have such an impact. So that's why you have to be able to kind of go back and sequence the journey and not just ignore it. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. You had three C's, choice, change, chance. What were those three things? So my three C's of life are choice, chance, and change, that you always have a choice to take a chance to make a change at any stage. So, and, and this works for everybody with anything and everything. So it's my, my big thing. So wherever you're at, right? Like, first of all, take a deep breath and know you're, you're good enough and you are enough and you deserve what you want. And realize that if, if you're uncomfortable, something isn't feeling right, which is a good thing because something inside of you is saying, you know what, let's work on this because I'm not really thrilled with what's going on. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to make that choice. Will it take work? Yes, it will. <laughs> it doesn't happen overnight. And, and actually, you know, to the audience, the warning is, is that the more you work on it, and I, I have it myself, the more you get to know yourself, it's like an onion, right? The more you peel those layers, there's more layers that just keep coming up. But what you do know is that you get really in tune with who you are. So whatever those triggers are, they just get shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And again, this is what people can can hope for, right? This is where they're 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 guided to to. to I want to get there. I want to get right. to the point where I can identify it, let it go, and and move on. And right. I think I'm still stuck on, and, and I know that my people will be, that's why I'm throwing it back at you because you're already your strategist, <laughs> that letting go. Like, again, uh, what I say to people is it, it becomes something where you are just like telling your fear in the car, don't touch the radio, right? You are saying, I don't want that thought right here. Is that sort of ignoring the thought? Or I mean, how, how do they just let it go? You have to really be able to say to yourself, I trust myself enough to say, like my decision and my actions are exactly what I need. And I trust me to make that choice. I, I don't need validation from anyone else. I don't need validation from society, my partner, my neighbor, anything else. Like that's where that whole journey begins is really learning to trust that you are your number one relationship and you will take care of yourself and peeling away from poor relationships or something like that, that beyond years that you had no control over, that wasn't in your wheelhouse to control. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, that guilt, that fear of letting it go, um, it's okay to let it go. Like to serve you, it's okay to let it go. And, and fears can't survive. They need darkness to survive. So bringing it out um, to and, and be like, okay, this is why. And, and this is when I remember it happening. Oh, did it actually come true? You know, what's the proof and evidence that this might not come true? There's so much involved in sort of demystifying that fear. Yeah. And, and give it a voice. Like, you know, that, that's just it. Sometimes people are like, oh, j- just let it, let it, just let it go, which is the negative of, no, you can't just let it go. You have to give it a voice. You have to you have to give it a voice without giving it the power, if you know what I mean, in the sense of you have to acknowledge what it was. I mean, something has happened and, and validate. I mean, it happened to you. So what you might think it was might be different when you unpack it, mm-hmm. but you have to unpack it then. Absolutely. And if this is a lifelong process, right, you know, you just said a, a birth year and I can say mine and we got here and, and we got a lot of stuff that was packed inside that amygdala. We've got a lot of stuff, but this is something that should be, you know, you're unpacking the old garbage, if you would, you're cleaning out the refrigerator. You're just like, okay, figure that out. Okay. Process that. And new triggers are going to come. Obviously people have to understand what things trigger them to fear and then do that whole scan, figure it out, let go of it. But how does someone live fearlessly? Because I'd like to not have a new layer of stuff come. So how do we do that? You know something, I always say though, living fearlessly isn't without fear though. It's Mm -hmm. just living with a real conscious um, active presence, like living really consciously because fear hides in the subconscious. So when we know what that subconscious is and we live very consciously and we know who we are, and we know what those triggers are, that's how we start to live more more fearlessly. But it's not without fear, it's just being really present. Nice, I like that, that's a really good explanation. Um, is there, if there's like one lesson that you can tell people about fear, what is like the best thing that you can say right now? You know, fear is real. And so don't, don't think anything's wrong with you. Don't think, you know, you're the only one and don't feel like you have to keep up with somebody else. You know, everyone has an explanation, at, but it's their story. So we all, we're unique. We have our own stories, um, but know that you have the three C's. Know that you always have that choice, chance, and change. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Thank you so much. I know you have a free gift for the audience too. What would that be? I do. So if you go to my website, um, there's actually two gifts on there. There's a download to a new guide that I just created called the Choice Chance Change uh, Kickstart. And so it's a small workbook that will give you a nice kickstart into um, getting through some challenges. And then, of course, if you would like to have a call with me, I offer a 40 minute discovery call. No strings attached. Just if you have a challenge, bring it to me and let's see if we can get some strategies going. Wow, that's a great offer. You're going to be inundated with all of these YouTube subscribers going, yeah, sign me up. Um, Go to robinjoymyers.com. Yeah, we're going to put your name along the bottom and uh, we'll have a link at the bottom for everyone to click on to get her gifts. 
Um, I also have some fear worksheets that I'm going to put a link to for all of you out there. It helps you digest and understand. I made them one night literally laying in bed trying to dissect a fear in my head. And I was like, okay, let's identify it. Okay, where'd it come from? Like, what's the truth of that being coming true? And how can I change this? And what can I do? Looking at it is the beginning. So download those. You'll have the links below. And I can't thank you enough, Robin. This has been like so exciting for me. Fear is one of my favorite topics. And it, it is <laughs> more of, 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 of healing. If you can't conquer your fears, um, you'll just keep hitting that every single day and, and makes um, recovery so much harder. Yeah, I agree with you. So how can someone get in touch with you? You just said your website, but how else can they reach out to you? My website's probably the easiest because you can email me directly through that and uh, get in touch with me through there. But I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm under all Robin Joy Myers. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. All the normals. All the normals. <laughs> there. It's like amazing how many, so many years ago we didn't need this. It's like, it's like, okay, now I've got all these little tiny icons under my name. It's exactly. But I am opening um, a community called the Joy Community on Facebook. So cool. come, come join that and I'll be dropping in, you know, some fun tidbits. And so can they get on your mailing list to learn about that from your website? Absolutely. Yes, they can. Everybody do that. That's a really good idea. I'm going to go sign up and make sure I, I hear about that because it sounds like a wonderful thing. So thank you so much for joining me. I cannot thank you enough. And um, you're going to help a lot of people today. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Wasn't that a great interview? I'm so excited that she came and talked with us today. I just downloaded and printed her free giveaway. So I suggest that you go ahead and do that as well. If you are struggling with narcissistic abuse and struggling with your fears, please feel free to visit my website, NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. We've got lots of free resources and lots of help that you can get, you know, feeling better. So I'll see you then. Thank you.